Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the Inglorious RBG. So, Matt's season of The Bachelor is finally over. Um, it's both the relief for me and also the day I've been dreading since Claire's season aired, just because, like so many others, I love my Bachelor Mondays. Um, so here's my little recap of the season. We're just going to start off with this. Uh, on last week's finale, we saw Matt's family meet Michelle and Rachel. They all seemed to like one another. Um, and it really didn't seem like a any of the women could be a poor choice for Matt in terms of what the what his family saw. Um, which brings me to what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about family, uh, family relationships, nature versus nurture. And then just having some fun with um, a bit about what family means to me and what family means to my guests. I think throughout the season, so this is back to The Bachelor, we saw that it was evident that Matt's connection was strongest with Rachel. Still though, Matt was really ambivalent by the end. Um, he ended up sending Michelle home with those Mr. and Mrs. James jerseys she got him. Uh, actually, we, we don't know who got them. Did she keep them? Did Matt keep his? Um, I kind of hope that Michelle kept them and that somehow one of the guys on her season of The Bachelorette gets hold of it and burns them during their entrance. I think that'd be pretty lit. Um, anyways, it always seemed like Matt cared most for Rachel, but ultimately when it came down to it, he just wasn't ready for marriage, which is totally fair after two months. They were both happy together without the engagement, um, but of course, uh, if you saw after the final rose or have just been keeping up with the news, um, that didn't last too long. Throughout the show premiering, images of Rachel attending an antebellum plantation theme party resurfaced as well as other racist and culturally insensitive posts that she liked and posted in the past. Um, the whole thing's upsetting. Although Rachel has issued some sincere apologies since, um, it was just really after the final rose that made the finale um, so important. It was hosted by Emmanuel Aiko, Aiko, a former NFL player who mainly played for the Eagles. He brilliantly facilitated conversations between Michelle and Matt, as well as Rachel and Matt. So he really led it like a real discussion session. Honestly, for parts of it, it seemed like a therapy session. He wasn't trying to make things more dramatic than they had to be, and he really wanted to understand everyone's experiences. As anyone who saw it, though, um, Rachel and Matt aren't together anymore. Yes, their connection seemed the most instant, and I was shipping them earlier in the season. And by the finale, it did seem like they truly loved one another, which just made the whole After the Final Rose very heartbreaking to watch. Seeing Matt try to express how and why he couldn't be with her, uh, I can't even begin to put myself in his shoes, um, but the amount of betrayal that he must have felt and feels um, was apparent in this show, and it is just heartbreaking. Everyone's deserving of love, and, you know, I've seen people saying that if he truly loved her, he would work through the pain and be there for her, and they'd get through this together, but I just think this is some kind of betrayal that um, I've never really experienced, and I think a lot of other people, you know, just wouldn't understand, um, and it's a loss of trust that just goes far beyond love. I do believe that you can forgive uh, and forgets, not forget, but forgive at least and move forward when you're with somebody that you truly love, but it does take time. And in this case, I mean, Matt's been black his whole life and he doesn't seem, he doesn't want to be the one to educate Rachel, which is completely fair. Uh, I do think Rachel has been sincere and is trying to educate herself and I hope she finds love again. And I also hope that Matt can trust himself moving forward and just forgives her so he can heal and move forward too. 
So needless to say, this season was a whirlwind, and hopefully anyone who's been as invested in the show, the contestants, and the drama like I was, are spending some time learning and educating themselves instead of just following the scandals. However, I am very happy that it's both Katie and Michelle who are going to be the Bachelorettes. Um, so we have one season with Katie and one with Michelle. Um, I just loved, obviously, Katie. She was just true to herself, um, very confident, came in with a bang, and yeah, just loved her um, throughout the show. And Michelle also was just, seemed very genuine, and I think she'll be truly looking for love, and I'm really excited to watch those two seasons. Other than The Bachelor, though, I can't really say I've been seeing anything new. I'm still working my way through The Sopranos, Parks and Rec, and Working Moms. Highly recommend Working Moms. It's honestly probably one of the best shows I've watched in uh, the, during the pandemic. It's so funny. Um, the stories, the seasons just keep getting better and better. And I'm, um, I've also just been pretty busy with some work and just kind of living my best pandemic life and actually trying to experience the world and socialize as best as possible right now. I mean, it's already been a year of us being in this crisis. Uh, some days I'm super unproductive, but some days I'm really motivated and I feel like that's all I can do and all we really can do while we wait for things to be safer out there. With regards to music though, my girl, Lana Del Rey, she just dropped her new album, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Can't get enough of it, I will rave about it in a sec, but I've also been really into The Beeb's new album, Justice. Uh, there's a song called Peaches, which features two of my favorites, Daniel Caesar especially, and Givian. And the song Too Much and Off My Face um, are just, I love them. Lana's album, though, is one of her best. I mean, every album she makes just keeps getting better and better, in my opinion. Obviously, her earlier albums, um, you can't you can't deny that they were, you know, the peak of it all. But this album, though, it's like pretty stripped down, almost like completely stripped down. Um, and compared to her other albums, it's something that's more folky. Um, like the song For Free, it kind of reminded me of jo a Joni Mitchell song. And yeah, it's just all around beautiful. It's just showcasing her vocals, um, with just the piano, a few guitars. You check it out. Even if you aren't a fan, um, you might find something that you like in there. All right, so this episode, it might get a little ridiculous. I'm joined by this guy I've known since the minute he was born. Uh, we kind of look alike. He's my best friend, but he's also annoying as fuck, and I love him like a baby brother. I'm fortunate to have my brother Corey with me today. Even though he's with me every day taking long showers and leaving all his shavings all over our washroom sink. But seriously... My brother's someone I've always adored, except when he was a baby and I tried selling him in our garage sales. He's extremely intelligent and humble about it. He's always been mature and respectful of the world and the people in it. And although he's the younger sibling, I've always looked up to him. Although we're very similar and have many of the same values and outlooks on life, we've had different experiences um, in our lives that we'll be discussing and making fun of each other about on today's episode. So please help me in welcoming my little brother to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> the nicest thing you've ever said about me. I feel like we're like at my bar mitzvah and you're doing your speech again. Hello, my beautiful sister. So we're very close. We are especially throughout the pandemic we've obviously mm -hmm. just become even closer because we're both living at home for sure we're um, always home especially yeah. like before I started school this year I feel like all summer we were home together yeah living 
living our best lives. We do, like, I just want to bring Corey into the podcast, firstly, because, again, we do have some fun times together. We do spend a lot of time together, and we know each other pretty well. But there are some things that, you know, we want to discuss. All right, so, Corey, first of all, I mean, I know what your educational background is and what your interests are for the most part, but why don't you let us all know? Sure. Um, So... I'm currently doing my master's in physiotherapy um, at U of T in Toronto. Um, And yeah, I did my undergrad in Ken at York, also in Toronto. And I'm pretty much interested in physiotherapy. Uh, I also really like research. Um, I thinking about like working with kids uh, and I also really enjoyed working uh, with at-risk populations. So with queer youth, uh, with refugees and things like that. You've always been someone who has been interested in children. Like you were always a camp counselor. Um, you've also been, well, as one of my exes like to say, because so kindly like to say, he liked to call you a social justice warrior. Oh. <laughs> you're just, you're no, it's good. You're, you're, you're outspoken. Um, you have actual opinions and you don't just like look to other people to form those opinions. You form them yourself. Thank you. I think that you're very much the same. Always looking out for others, looking out for your friends and the people around you. Thanks, Coco. But I feel like that was just, like you were quieter as a kid, mm-hmm. whereas I was louder, but I was loud. I mean, I'm not trying to bash myself. I was just loud and I was outspoken, but I wasn't outspoken with like with issues that actually mattered, let's yeah. say, for the most part as a kid. And like, what do you know as a kid? I wasn't going around trying to be a, a like an activist or anything like that. I was just going around chirping teachers and whatnot not just you know it was just the ones the ones that I respected I would never have done that to (laughs) but it was the ones who were either too authoritarian or who were just a weakling no I don't want to say the weaklings they just they just got to me anyways um but yeah so you've always been interested in working with kids Mm -hmm. um we both did kin backgrounds but you've kind of now taken it well, now we've both taken it to the next step, but you've taken yeah. it to a point where you're thinking of physio, which is a, a common pa- a common path yeah. that people take post kin degree um, in undergrad. Um, but you also, there's so many things that out there that still interest you. Like you do want to do research and you are doing research for a little blog right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been doing a little bit of research, writing some pieces for this blog, uh, which is physio related. It's run by a physiotherapist. So I've been really enjoying that, as you know. Um, yeah, I feel like I do have a lot of diverse interests. And as you know, I kind of bounced around a lot in undergrad, kind of not being sure what I want to do uh, in the future and also right now. Um, so I transferred schools a couple of times, switched programs a bit. Um, but I think that I found something that I like. And I feel like I'm not the type of person who is like their whole life is their career. Like I am very driven, but I feel like I also have a lot of other priorities in terms of like somewhat with like social justice work, but also just with like personal life, spending time with friends and fam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's something that I think that we both have in common. And that's where it comes back to all this, like nature versus nurture, getting back, (laughs) putting in some like psychological terms here and there, nature versus nurture. So nature referring to like, who is is nature referring to your genetics, Mm -hmm. um, things that you would have received from your things we do share. Um, But um the nurture aspect although we again we were only three years apart we went through similar experiences but I think that we both went through different things uh like different experiences growing up for sure and you know just had different we have different memories based on things that happened while we were growing up and we also had different types of friend groups I feel like I grew up with a friend group that was pretty consistent like I've been friends with most of my closest friends for 
20-ish years. Um, and then again, from high school, like those friends are still a huge part of my life and are still in my life. And then obviously I still made friends, but I feel like a lot of your friends, you kind of, you had different friends throughout your life yeah. that were important for different stages. Yeah, I feel like, especially like moving from kind of like an elementary school, I was not necessarily shy. Like I was definitely outspoken sometimes, um, but I feel like I was definitely much more reserved and kind of didn't, didn't want to like show too much of my personality. And I feel like I always kind of like held myself back in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely had good friends in elementary school, but I feel like kind of as I got to know myself better um, and just grew as a person, I feel like I kind of drifted from certain people and then made new friends who I uh, kind of see as being uh, just like people that I want to be closer with in the long run and mm -hmm. for like the rest of my life. But That's a very natural thing. I yeah. feel like my friends and I are so <laughs> unnatural. Yeah. We just, we just. Yeah, but you guys are like the friend goals. Like you guys are kind of like the like movie like friends oh, wow. with like little kids. Oh, that's yeah. so. Yeah, and I definitely have like obviously some like a few close people who I've like stayed with for a long time. Yeah, like yeah, so I've been friends with Nathan since I think like I was two and he was one. Uh, kind of just because you were friends, the parents were friends. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a nice thing. Um, but again, like I think that also a lot of your newer friends just have giving you like different different um, outlooks on life and yeah, stuff too sure. and same with my friends my relationships that I've met like as time goes on and obviously my friends aren't the same as they were when we were five yeah. but everybody changes everybody <laughs> changes I'm just thinking do you think that because I was like the loud one you know I feel like at dinner time it was always me talking and trying to crack jokes and thinking I was so funny um do you think that played a role into you being more subdued interesting I mean I never really thought about it as you like over like shadowing me I feel like if anything sometimes I was the one who like I was so like anxious all the time and like <laughs> I feel like I had a lot more trouble making friends than you especially in elementary school and I feel like kind of with that like I would just kind of I didn't have that much to share so I just kind of liked listening to your stories Aww. no it definitely I feel like kind of as I grew up and like got more confident and especially I feel like when you went to high school and I was still at our elementary school mm -hmm. um I think I became like a bit more outspoken and confident just from like not having you around mm -hmm. like as my my big sister even like when I came to our high school like Robin had some friends oh yeah who you they had some friends <laughs> who wanted to like come to my defense yeah they protected him yeah they were like my bodyguards around the school if I needed them they took came up to me one time like I remember two of them came up to me in the staircase and they were like oh like you're Robin's brother and oh I was right. like yeah that's me I mean I probably didn't sound like that at the time yeah I was just in grade nine um but they came up to me and they were like oh like if anybody messes with you like we got you and I'm like that is so funny <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I had friends who would protect you and you know I would protect mm -hmm. you too with yeah. my with my puff because apparently a lot of people were intimidated by this hair puff I wore in my hair. She had a great puff if any of you haven't seen it viewers listeners she had a great hair puff right at the front of her head yeah snooky vibes yeah very snooky vibes so I mean no one messes with snooky I mean they do but then she fights back anyways right. we had different friend groups uh, I'm glad that like I don't know. I'm glad you didn't feel overshadowed. I mean, if you, I'm, the thing is, Corey and I talk about these things. Like, yeah. we, we really, especially during quarantine, like the quarantine and stuff, we've talked a lot about our relationship and just how it's grown and how things have changed. Um, and also just laughed, like, we've been laughing a lot about some things that we've done in the past, which is 
kind of why we're doing this well not kind of why but i just want to have Corey on the podcast because yeah. he has lots of things i wanted to be on the podcast yeah he wanted to be on the podcast too because he <laughs> i'm not as shy as i used to be now. he's not as shy as he used to be and he has a lot of important things to share um so we're just going to talk a little bit of our family we're not going to say too much about because our parents are private people and we love them to death um but we just want to talk a bit about growing up in this mm-hmm. in our household um, we're a really close family we've you know obviously like when I went to undergrad I was so excited to leave home I was always someone who liked to be independent whereas you're someone who you know you like to be at home yeah I feel like I'm definitely even if not being at home like I definitely like to always like be surrounded by people like definitely yeah. that extrovert energy so I feel like kind of just the being at home was very good for me and that there was always somebody there yeah whereas you were kind of excited to like get out be independent explore you just like you like the city life too mm-hmm. I was always so I never I didn't always know where I wanted to end up I mean we're still gonna see where that'll be but you always just you enjoy the city life I feel like mm-hmm. if you weren't living in Toronto and you had to move somewhere else it would be another city yeah I agree I definitely like enjoy getting out to the country for like short periods of time mm-hmm. um but like I don't like when I like one of my first when I first went to Queens I feel like one of the things that kind of like I instantly felt like wasn't right for me um was just that like I knew that like Kingston was too small for me and I knew that there wasn't kind of um like nothing against Queens like it's a great school but just I knew that I kind of missed the diversity and just like the ability to do so many things go so many places that you have in Mm -hmm. a big city like Toronto um which was something that I missed when I was there and then now I think obviously with COVID it's a bit difficult um but still like getting to like walk around after class uh and different things like that at U of T is great yeah yeah honestly I feel like I'm I would love to end up there for whatever I do next potentially but we'll see I'd like that yeah I know I'd like it too that's the thing so we are a really close family we butt heads at times because you know we're we're similar obviously (laughs) each of us in the family we got those we got those genetic traits flowing around between us um and yeah we're just like we have different we have similarities between us we we're we're also just very like we're also just different people um but I think one thing like growing up was that we both um like we both I think appreciate that our parents did the best that they could with what Mm -hmm. they had both financially and during times like emotionally yeah where we grew went to a school where it was like um a lot of people you know just were like better off well more well off Mm -hmm. and you know yeah our parents just always just wanted to provide for us as best they can but also teach us valuable lessons about like saving money and working for um for what you want essentially for sure and I feel like especially like going to school um it was always a big priority um for them like just for us to be well like you're saying um and I also feel like sometimes some of those like good desires didn't always come across in the best way just with like differences from their generation to our generation um but they always ultimately like wanted the best for us and did their best uh Mm -hmm. in every way I feel like yeah and they still do um that's like you said it's different generations um their parents like came from like wartime Europe yeah um and I think that a lot of people just I think a lot of people just you can recognize um your grandparents, your parents obviously have certain values and differences and opinions because of the fact that they're, that well, your grandparents like themselves or like your parents grew up with parents who had these old time. The intergenerational trauma. The intergenerational trauma. <laughs> yeah, those things get passed down, definitely. Exactly. We're pretty self-aware, uh, or sometimes we are. Sometimes, we try yeah. to be. And I think that, again, like our 
like our past, I don't know, for me, especially like my past relationships have taught me to be more self-aware. Um, and yeah. And then it's like things that, you know, were not, were taught to me. I question them, like even in school things that like I was taught, you have to question them because you're not, I don't know, people pass down the information that they were taught and you don't have to have the same views as somebody else. For sure. And when it comes to parents, I mean, I think, you know, you're a bit of a mama's boy and I'm a, a daddy's girl, I guess you could say. <laughs> especially when you were at Western and you weren't here, I feel like I spent a lot of time with mommy, especially just because um, like on the weekends, we were always up early and stuff like that. Um, for better or for worse. Sometimes. For better or for worse. <laughs> well, right now it's for worse because right now they have to know about all dating activities because oh, yes. of COVID. It's terrible. <laughs> um, yes, the, the, it's very difficult now to have an open like or no the opposite it's very difficult to have private parts of your life right now oh yeah for sure that's why this podcast is going to be well has been so easy to just do because Corey and I literally have to just talk about everything because sometimes at the beginning especially we couldn't really nest like reach out to or go out with friends yeah so Corey and I would just have to talk things out together things that maybe our parents mm-hmm. wouldn't understand because of the inter intergenerational trauma. differences, differences not yeah, trauma <laughs> differences even though they did help us I think they've been very They've been very supportive of us um, oh, yeah. in many ways this year. Um, yeah, so our parents are obviously, we love them to death. Um, but I think that, you know, we still, because we are living together, we tend to have, we work through things much better mm-hmm. than we used to. I feel like when I was like away from home and then oh, we'd yeah. come home and argue. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, like growing up, um, I had a hard time, like, not placing the blame on myself because I, you don't all like, it's not always your fault. It's the way that you work with other people that mm-hmm. causes there to be issues sometimes. But anyways, like when I would blame this, like a lot of, and just a lot of people in general tend to blame their parents um, for unfortunate things that happen to them or for patterns that occur later in life, especially in relationships. I think partially um, from just like being a, like shyer when I was younger and then like becoming now like a bit more outspoken and confident um, I still tend to kind of latch on to people and kind of like, not like necessarily clingy, but just like, I do enjoy like, you're not clingy. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily clingy, but more just that I really do value the relationships that I have. Um, and I really try to kind of like put my all into them. So sometimes it can get, I feel like I'm like talking so nicely about myself, but like, (laughs) no, I feel like, um, I feel like sometimes like I put a lot of energy into my relationships, even when it's like something silly, like I'll make a big deal out of it, like in my head, like overthinking things. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's definitely come from like, just like growing up, like not really, I mean, first of all, like this was like before coming out, like I wasn't as confident in myself, just kind of like questioning myself, questioning my sexuality. Um, and also just like, um, growing up and kind of just not feeling like I guess like not feeling like I could find like my own place kind of like in school um which definitely I feel like made me be more comfortable being at home because I didn't really have that uh place at school where I really felt like I could open up to anybody other than like you and our parents yeah yeah so I feel like that kind of made me very comfortable at home um and I think now often in relationships uh like friendships and uh romantic relationships I'm definitely definitely kind of like get it will get in my head about like little things um it's definitely something I mean I know a lot of people do it 
like I was saying, like, so yeah, how you grew up affects your relationships. Um, I think that for me, I'm, I'm also someone who like puts my, tries to put my all into relationship. And then, then I feel like when you feel like it's not being reciprocated, it gets harder. Um, and you take things more personally. I think at this point though, now, um, when I like, I'm trying to like be with somebody or now I'm probably more reserved. Like I don't give everything, especially at first, like I was like emotionally investing myself too much in people who just didn't care as much. Like our parents, you know, they also are very like, um, they're totally okay being by themselves, being just them too. Um, like throughout this pandemic, they've barely seen friends. They yeah. just like love hanging out with one another, even though. <laughs> or hanging out by themselves. <laughs> or hanging out by themselves. Yeah. And then eventually reconvening and hanging out with each other. Yeah. Now, mother, she'll ask me things like, <laughs> like, do you feel like you're scared of being in a relationship or things like that? And I, but again, out of the goodness of her heart, she just wants to make sure um, that everything I'm investing myself into is with, with a good purpose and with um a bit of real a bit of like self-realization and also just like looking for the broader things in life um I just feel like we take these things sometimes for granted but um we're very lucky to have people who care so deeply about us and that's why again I think that it's very unfortunate that not unfortunate but it's just unfortunate that um as we grow up a lot of the time like especially in adolescence and like young adulthood we use our parents as like a scapegoat for like our emotions like or or how like different situations arise whether it's in a relationship or not we're just like oh well I was raised this way or I um experienced this as a child and so that's the way that's why I am the way I am important to know that your parents play a role in your behavior but they don't um he's laughing because I have I've made notes today (laughs) about things I want to like just bring up but like um your parents and your family play a role, your friends growing up play a role in why you are the way you are um, and why you act in certain ways. But you, if you blame them for those things, then it lacks personal accountability and it just becomes more painful for you. And you'll also um, bring that pain into other relationships and cause pain for your parents, which is like the last thing that we should ever want to do. I know that like some, I don't know, I feel like I've just been very, this is something I've been overthinking recently, but just, um, so today you're my therapist. Okay. Um, <laughs> today. I'm wearing a turtleneck. I'm you're wearing a turtleneck. You look like Matt James. <laughs> the, the way that we look at like things that happened to us in our past and the way that we like move on from like blaming your parents or blaming someone for some, some way that you are, um, that just takes away. That's like, that's like, I feel like the definition of self-growth. It's taking things and making them uh, making yourself accountable um, and it'll also just provide more clarity mm-hmm. you know um, yeah otherwise you're just going to hurt yourself and the people that you love so it's just so important to like not bottle things up and also just um, realize that your your family like are do- most of the time they're doing the best they can I mean obviously again we've grown up with parents who are have been very supportive of us mm-hmm. and do want the best for us even though again it's sometimes in their own in their own inter- different generational ways yeah but um parents make mistakes um they're humans too um and they're two of the people who might only who might be the only two people who love you unconditionally for your whole life so mm-hmm. you know i just think that that's something that it's important to think about because i know a lot of people like again myself who blame their parents or 
people who still blame like their family for a lot of like their trauma Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something like we've both kind of come to realize as we've gotten older is like no, you're so right. Like you blame so many things on your parents, like mm-hmm. even like them telling you not to do things, them telling you to do things and then they don't go right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like oh, yeah. you blame that on them. And then like, you don't realize until you're older that like, they're just people like you, they've had their experiences. And um, so many of the things that you do, some of them are because you're similar to them. Uh, and sometimes it's because you're different from them. Um, but yeah, they're just doing their best and you're doing your best with what they've given you. Yeah we all just everyone's just doing the best with what they have at that moment in time that's a that's something I've been trying to like remember mm-hmm. um yeah and I think that something that a lot of people should remember like especially if you're trying to fix relationships in your life or just or move on to new ones and try and have them work out because you can't keep bringing past trauma to every relationship in your yes. life that's all <laughs> I have to say but yeah um again our parents are great and you know if you did grow up though with parents who weren't weren't as supportive weren't um weren't there for you or were very detached again these are all things to hopefully try and work through with someone else or and to also just try and realize on your own so that you can heal and yeah and take into your future and if you ever have kids or just in other future relationships like remembering the things that were good the things that were bad and like what you can do better and always just like growing yes always growing all right so that just took a really like deep turn but it was something that I just felt like since this is a family brother sister episode I Mm -hmm. felt like it was important to talk about because again Corey and I are very open with one another with how we're feeling and um and obviously again we've grown up in the same house so we've experienced similar things but in and taken them and like construed them into different into different meanings Mm -hmm. essentially um but now I, I want to get, you know, have some fun with you and talk about our relationship and some of our sibling stories, oh, because yes. yeah, if you know us again, like Corey and I were obviously comfortable with one another. <laughs> <laughs> so even though I was like an attention whore as a child and like everybody saw it. And I'm the attention whore now. <laughs> yeah. Corey's the attention whore now. Now I'm just like the attention whore who needs um, to be with people that I'm actually comfortable with in yeah. order to be that person. Correct um and I mean it's great if you if you like meet us and you're just like wanting some fun we can we can provide that for you correct but I guess like the first thing that we're gonna get into is kind of about more 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 of a tough time was when we weren't as close yes um so this is like part of our relationship but again like relationships change and we experience things um whether they're good or bad things just change so firstly Corey um we had time, like I was an undergrad and I was away from home, but you know, there were times where we weren't as close, uh, especially as I said, like COVID's brought us together. Um, but in third and fourth year, when I got into a relationship, I felt like, you know, our relationship changed and you were going through something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can just elaborate a bit on that. Um, so when you were in third year, I was in grade 12. So kind yeah. of just um a lot is changing in grade 12, obviously, just like school wise, like graduating from high school, um, possibly like leaving friends, leaving home. Um, For me, it was like a stressful time because first of all, I did not know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to do it. Um, And then just like kind of wanting to go to university with friends, um, but also like not really being sure where to go uh, and also like what I wanted to study. Um, And did all obviously work out in the end. but it was also the kind of a stressful time personally. Um, just me realizing kind of 
I always knew that like I was different. I knew that like kind of a lot of the things that I liked um, or that I was interested in kind of weren't the same things that a lot of the, uh, especially like boys in my class were interested in. Um, so it was definitely, um, I definitely bonded more with a lot of the girls in my class. Like, as you know, like most of my friends throughout my life, other than like a select few have been girls, um, just kind of like who I uh, connect with, I find most easily. Um, and then I kind of started to realize I had known for a while uh, and I actually um, remember like first thinking of the word like gay or bisexual and I kind of like didn't know what label kind of fit me and I still kind of am a person where like I don't really enjoy labels I feel like that sounds so cliche but I kind of just prefer to just kind of like like who I like um, but I knew that like in our family um, I would have to not that I would have to but I knew that I would have a time um, where I would come out to our family uh, and it was definitely stressful not that I thought that um, you guys wouldn't accept me or anything. I knew yeah. that you were all very open people. Um, more just kind of not knowing like what an impact it would have on my friendships, kind of um, when to do it, how to do it. Um, and I'm just always an overthinker. So it's just something that kind of um, stayed in my head and I would just kind of like overthink and overthink until I would like get into those spirals of not knowing um, where to go and kind of like catastrophizing. Um, so I feel like when I did decide to come out, this is now like a year later. So you were in fourth year. Yeah. Um, probably the time where we were probably like the least close. I feel like just yeah. because I was kind of, I had decided to go to Queens. Um, so it was quite far away from Western where you were, first of all. Um, and I ended up not loving Queens and ended up coming home and going to York and Toronto. Um, but I knew at that time that it was kind of like, I needed to tell people soon. And I ended up telling you through, through a Snapchat. I was, was it a Snapchat? Was it not a Snapchat? I swear it was a Snapchat. May, maybe it was, okay. okay I, I, it was either a Snapchat or a text. And it was like, I was at, my friend was like, my friend's club was like having a party. And I was like a little bit intoxicated yeah. at that party. And I remember I like messaged you first. And then I sent a Snapchat after like later in the night to like three friends maybe like saying that I was bi. Um, and bi kind of felt like a good label for me at that time, just because I didn't really, um, I had never been in a relationship with anybody, but I kind of had found girls attractive in my grade, um, which I now kind of, I still think that like in some ways, like I, there, it's not like I've never found like a female person attractive. Like I can find, I feel like I'm the type of person where I can find anybody attractive. Yeah. Um, but more in like the romantic, like physical sense, I think that I was like more attracted to males. So that label just kind of was more comfortable for me and seemed like less exclusive at the time where it was like, oh, I can be with whoever I want to be with. Right. Um, so I did that and it was definitely kind of the next morning waking up, I was like, what did I do? Like, why did I, first of all, like do it that way? Like, who did I even send it to? And then I was happy that it was just like you and a couple friends. Um, but I kind of had wished that I like had that conversation in person. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of was a bit of a catalyst for me being like, I need to tell our parents, I need to tell our parents. Um, and when I did end up telling them, I kind of had built it up to this thing that was so scary that even though they were perfectly accepting, I was like- Terrified. I was terrified and I was like, 
angry because like they were just asking normal questions but I took it as like them attacking me right just because I was like scared and so then I kind of like made it into this whole big argument when really like it was fine <laughs> everyone was fine um and I told mommy before daddy um but then after a while like it got more comfortable it was definitely like a harder year for me um and you were away so it was a bit um kind of difficult like not really knowing where I stood with the parents and kind of just being uncomfortable with them mm -hmm. so it was kind of like a lonelier time um but I do feel like when you moved home the next year like it was definitely was an adjustment um but I was starting to feel a bit more comfortable with them more comfortable with you and more comfortable with myself and I feel like um that was like kind of when things started to get better and I know those couple years weren't necessarily always the easiest for you um, but I was very centered on myself at the time. Yeah, just that's because, fine. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't really like. I don't remember what was going on with me. I mean, I guess you were like moving home after school. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. Yeah. Wandering. Oh, yeah, I was wandering. <laughs> I guess like I didn't know just again what my path was going to be because I wasn't going to med school right after. But mm -hmm. anyways. Yeah. But so I feel like it was a bit of like a bit of an unsure time for both of us just because I was like transferred into another school again and then came back and then you um we're just graduating um yeah so I feel like things started to a bit get better in terms of our relationship after that it's interesting because actually like I didn't realize that you like told them and then had an argument like that you told them you were gay or bi at the time and then yeah. they then you made it and became an <laughs> argument like that's so classic oh my god I, I don't even think I've told you this story but I remember so well that like everything was fine but for some reason I was just like I needed to get out yeah. so I like went outside because after I told mommy, she really wanted me to tell daddy. And I was like, okay, so I remember going <laughs> so outside. Classic. And I, because like, they can't hold secrets from each other. Yeah. <laughs> I yelled at him and then just walked down the street. Wait, like you yelled at him like, I'm bi or something? Yeah. And oh. then later, like I told them that I was gay, like I think like a few months later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was like, they weren't mad. They weren't upset. Like yeah. they're very open people. Um, but it was just kind just of like classic. They had questions. They had. They so just wanted to know. Yeah, they have so many questions. I did not want to answer the questions. I just kind of wanted to be like, it's "This done. is me. Welcome to my life." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so funny because that's so. I could just. I wish. I. I mean, I kind of wish I was there for that. I wish I you let me come right. home. <laughs> but I. I don't know. I think I remember like the moment that I remember getting that. That's why I don't remember if it was a text or a snap. Maybe, maybe it, was it was, no, maybe it was a snap. And then I texted, texted you, you, you because texted I was just like pissed because I was just like, the fuck? I thought I was your best friend. But again, like we're, yeah. I got into a relationship in third year. Yeah. And so you weren't like the first, like literally Corey and I used to spend Valentine's day together. Right. We were, we would go out for burgers. Still we still do. Well, I, I left you for a couple years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd go for burgers together. Um, and so I was just like, I thought I was, I don't know. I felt like I would be like the first person that you told and not over Snapchat. So I just remember like, I hate that. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I was like, ups I was just like upset. Like I, I don't. And I think I, I think I had questions too. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I wasn't by myself. I was with my ex and like, we were oh. chilling in bed and I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, like, how dare he text me and just not call me about this or whatever, have me home. So, but then I know, like, I definitely regret feeling those feelings because I should have just been like, I didn't know what. I mean, I think I'm sure I like, had spoken to you afterwards about mm -hmm. it more, but I don't know. Like, I hope I, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't really talk, talk about we this. We didn't really talk about it. I feel like in some ways I wasn't really comfortable with yeah. it. And then, so I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. And then all the questions were just like, 
me getting more angry because I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I wanted you just wanted I to wanted be, you to know, but I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. You just wanted to be like this is what I like who I am yeah. and this is just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. Yeah. So I get that. Um, sorry if I sent you like a sassy text or something. Yeah. I remember being like, because I think it was right before winter break, like kind of before the holidays. Yes. Yes. And I think that you were coming home and I was like nervous about you coming home because I was like, if she's coming home, that means that I have to tell our parents now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you told them anyways before that? I think I told them after. I don't think they knew. Oh. I think I remember us talking in the back of the car, like whispering while oh. they were in the front seat. And that was the year that we were home, I think, for winter break. Yeah, we were because, we were. yeah, because I remember, yeah, anyways, I was actually concerned to see how my ex was going to take it too, because I wanted, like, I want to be with whoever I'm with in yeah. life. I just want to make sure that they're accepting. Yeah. And like, at that time though, again, I was like, butthurt that you didn't tell me in a, yeah. in a different way, but again, it's okay. I understand. It's like, a, well, I don't understand, but it's a stressful thing to talk about when you're, especially when you're someone who overthinks and yes, like, <laughs> it is me, but um, yeah, I just obviously I want to be with someone who has like similar mindsets to me, which is again why with another relationship it didn't work out because as you know, like, he called you a social justice warrior and wasn't about that life yeah. and just thought it was too much. Like we don't need to support different causes. But I mean, like again, he whatever that he just had his own opinions. But um, I just yeah, did, what that wasn't for me because again, he didn't make me feel like he appreciated like things that I was like felt were valuable to think about and like mm-hmm. yeah it also just didn't make me comfortable because like I don't I don't know I just don't want to be with someone who doesn't make me feel like any part of my family or any part of my life isn't going to be something that they can be comfortable with yeah and that's how he made me feel yeah and also like things that you're passionate about things that you care about like, yeah if they're not supporting of that um fuck them fuck them yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so a big moment in our relationship that we just had to talk about was when we went to go to see this movie called Wonder. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it was with, we went with our family. Um, it was with, who was it with? Julia Roberts was the mom. I think Julia Roberts. And then the kid's name is Jacob something. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little, he was a little kid in the movie. Yeah. Oh, it was about, it was about, it's about like a child and um, he's a facial deformity. Yeah. He has like a facial deformity of some sort. I don't really remember the story that yeah. well. Oh, and I think, like, he comes to, like, a new school, and then it's about, like, the other kids, like, how they received him, and then, like, one of the kids, I remember, like, I think, like, didn't invite him to his birthday or his something, birthday or something, or invited him, or, like, they, the parents didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was definitely a time in our relationship. <laughs> it um, was, like, a peak pivotal moment. It was a peak pivotal moment for this, ran- like, not random, it was a great movie, like, it was yeah. very, like, sweet and, like, well done, but, um, in the movie, I remember like um, because the brother uh, is getting all the attention from his parents, the sister kind of feels ignored. <laughs> um, and I kind of came out of the movie. And what did I did I start crying or? I think we like started. We were holding hands because we, oh, yeah, we, we were both, both tearing. We both had tears in our eyes, and we had to walk to our car. And it was like a winter day oh my God, or a winter night. Stuff. It was very, it was very dark out. That's why we were crying in public. I mean, yes. like we can cry in public in the daytime too Correct. if you need us to. But yeah, we walk out. We both have tears in our eyes, and then like I, th- I think you grabbed my hand, and then you started apologizing. <laughs> yeah, I was like apologizing because I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like so anxious all like the years when we were children, like with like going to sleepover camp, I was so anxious. And I feel like I took so much attention away from you. And then like other things, I was so anxious. And I just like kept apologizing, <laughs> felt so bad. And then I remember on the other side, like 
I think this was after you came out too. And so I felt so bad because I felt like you would hide some, or like you felt not, not ashamed, but you just weren't able to share a yeah. part of who you were for such a long time. And I felt like I, because the sister was kind of like bitter at points. And yeah. I felt like I had been bitter for you being anxious and stuff like that. Um, and like, so I just felt so bad that like I would have ever potentially like projected that onto you, those emotions onto you. And then, um, and like, I knew you needed like our parents support too, especially like, even though they didn't fully like know the full story always, but like, well, sleepover camp was different. You were, yeah. you just, you just did not like sleepover camp. <laughs> that was the one time I got to go to boys camp because I got to put Corey to bed. Oh my God, good time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that movie, that was, yeah, it was, I think it just, it must've happened like, I feel like it was during the year I was home before going yeah. to do my master's. I agree. Yeah. And another so another pivotal year. Another pivotal year. And that movie, you were both just crying, walking down the streets holding hands. And I remember our mom being like, Oh, it's so nice. They're holding hands. And, and then meanwhile, we're just bawling, apologizing, apologizing, <laughs> walking down like this random street to our car. Ugh. Ugh. We were just trying. I feel like mommy's standing out there. No, she's fully us. No, I feel like she's doing laundry. Uh, okay <laughs> we do our laundry on the weekends because that's uh peak time or not peak time and that's when no. you should do your laundry so you save water and pay less on your time. i thought weekends were not peak time i thought weekends were peak time and we just do it because the parents work and we we're busy in the week usually. no no i'm pretty sure because when I, I lived in the house I and I paid, i've never lived by myself i had to so pay water is, bills you know, and hydro okay <laughs> anyways watch me be wrong and i just did my laundry at all the wrong times okay so yes Wonder. That was Wonder was a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it and you do have some family issues, go watch it and cry. Um, you will cry. <laughs> you you will cry. I don't cry in movies. Like that was a very rare time for me. Yeah, like, you... I didn't cry in Marley and Me. Yeah, everyone cries in Marley and Me. I'm I weirdo. cried in Marley and Me, even though I never had a dog, but I wanted. No, a dog. I think I only cried there. In Wonder. Yeah, I cry in most things. This is true. I cried when we were watching TV last night. That's why I didn't want to watch anymore. Oh no. We watched too many doctor shows. We watched too Our many. parents watched too many doctor shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, this is, it was just too much, too emotional, too much death happening, and I just don't want to think about it sometimes. But yeah, that was very. I don't know. That was a very nice um, release of emotions that night. Yeah, um, I feel like a lot of things that like we didn't, we don't normally talk about. Yes, came we're up. Talked about. Yeah, we're yeah. and then it, especially since then, like when I went to do my masters, I feel like a lot of the time. Again, when I when I started my master's, I feel like I wasn't as like in touch with you in the first year. I feel like in the second year we started doing more activities together again. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved home, obviously we were more like we were trapped. It, yeah, I was trapped. It was <laughs> I was all I had. Um, but I think like just like in any friendship, like our we are we're siblings, but we're also friends. Mm -hmm. Um, your relationships, like romantic relationships, obviously when you get into the like when you're involved in those, those for them like a lot of the time can you know consume a lot of your time and you put you give a lot of your emotional um a lot of your emotions go into that relationship and you don't necessarily have as strong of an emotional connection with other friends in your life for sure um so since that though since we're both single now <laughs> we've had lots single of pringles. single pringles i hate pringles oh, i love What's wrong with you? I love Pringles. So there we go. Oh my God. Another difference, another nature yeah. versus nurture thing. Is this nature or nurture? It would probably be nurture because. Was I like raised to like Pringles? No, nature. It would be. 
I think do it's one of the parents no yeah nature because one I of the parents might not like pringles yeah or it's just like the, the taste it's in the jeans maybe because father doesn't like salt so much i find them very salty oh interesting i love salt i'm mommy yeah yeah okay so back to what our life is like now in covid we're both single so this is, we're gonna talk a bit about you know we're like we both been in relationships mm-hmm. we both had our first loves and, or we both went through breakups with our first loves through in the pandemic yeah um so that's why Corey and i have been having lots of date nights together again <laughs> our first loves have always been food so that's why we do lots of we go try new restaurants and stuff like that this. that was my last time going to a restaurant was with you yeah oh you mean like out in public yeah my last time going to a restaurant eating with you before the pandemic august oh 8th. yeah we went to august 8th which is all you can eat sushi that was also my breakfast that day that was it was a very bad choice. bad choice i had a very bad stomach ache and then i got sick for three weeks after that but that was with like a sore throat and stuff yeah. but and i really we were like do we have covid yeah we, we, we thought it was COVID. COVID. We, i was like i was convinced it was covid my ex had to take off work because we were living together anyways such a struggle but we got through um our first serious well we both started our first serious relationships when we were 20 years old which was for you, like you don't, obviously you should come up because yeah. you're, you had a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I was 20 years old and like knew shit about myself. Like yeah. never thought about who I was. I was just who I was. Um, but then, yeah, like it took me like after four, after four years of being with someone and for you, like, it, no, but it was still like, yeah, again, it was, a, it was an important relationship. Yeah. It's your, your first love. Um, but we both broke up with our first loves. <laughs> I keep saying that. Ugh um just months apart from one another mm-hmm. so Corey was obviously very supportive and helpful um when I was dealing with my at the beginning like, I don't know I think at the beginning I was okay you were okay and also like I didn't have that much to give because I had never been in, like gone through a breakup so mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't have that much information but like you were okay yeah until yeah. like I wasn't yeah <laughs> Again, this is just a reminder. You probably shouldn't see your ex yeah. as much once you're... Especially the first little bit. Yes. Like the... like you still have feelings. Not a good idea to see one another. Um, anyways. Yeah. Like you, I think that you were so obviously you, you hugged me. Like you made sure I was okay. Like pretty much mm-hmm. every day. I think mommy, uh, like our parents at that time actually were very helpful for me because obviously they'd been through breakups before. Like even though they've been together <laughs> for a long time um we've you know you don't again your parents are human they've been through other relationships most likely um so they were really good at helping me through you know like trying to navigate the dating world and coming home when I was upset still and like why am I dating when they aren't my ex and things like that Mm -hmm. um but then you know it was interesting because then a few months later you know you went through a breakup yeah um yeah, so it was a really, I feel like for me, it was kind of like the hard time right away. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it was a bit like unexpected for me. Um, yeah, but I feel like we definitely instantly, like from that moment, we're spending a ton more time together. First of all, because we went away to a cottage for a few weeks, that we, or not a few weeks, a week that we rented. Um, but yeah, just like lots of time together instantly from that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope I was there for you. You were there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was hard because I think that I still had, it was like summer. Yeah. It was still summer. And you were dealing with your own shit. Well, yeah, we, I was like, oh, I was just trying to finish my thesis. <laughs> I was trying to finish my thesis and I was just annoyed that I had to bring it to the cottage. Yeah. But whatever, honestly, if you're going to work anywhere, it's nice to be by the lake. This is true. Um, 
but yeah, like I had really, I think only really processed the breakup by the end of July. Um, and yeah, like, and that's kind of like when you went through the breakup. So I was trying to be there for you. And then, but trying to, it was hard because I, I didn't want to feel some of the own feelings that I was feeling. Yeah. And, but that's, but you know, I just wanted to, I don't know. I wanted to be there for you, but again, like it was. It's hard to be there for me when obviously it's going to bring up thoughts that you don't are trying not to think about right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But anyways, we went through breakups, but then since then, since then. <laughs> we've truly been like, um, well, I've been dating Corey has not been, has dating. not been dating. But like, what do you tend to look for in partners? Because I think that's something that we actually do quite differently. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was my first relationship. Um, so obviously, like, from everything you do, like, you learn something. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like I'm kind of before this relationship and like, um, just like in general, I feel like I definitely care that somebody is really um, caring and like wants to spend a lot of time with me just because again not saying that I'm needy or clingy um but just like I do enjoy spending quality time I think that's definitely a love language of mine yeah um so I think that's really important to me just like spending time talking hanging out um doing things like that uh, and also somebody who um is quite aware of like social issues and cares about those things um and just like in general like a caring person I think that's really important to me um yeah that's what I've noticed you like you are very um well even like just in general like when you associate yourself with people you always are with like caring people yeah and it's interesting because I feel like most like not most all my friends are very caring people but when I go into relationship <laughs> no, um well no in my like younger relationships as in like people I've hooked up with and stuff like in undergrad I was always like I like it didn't I didn't even think to like come across I was just like either they're my friend which means that they're good people. So I'm going to, cause I did hook up with some friends. Um, That's okay. But then we all do it. Do we? <laughs> a lot again, when I was younger, because as like I've said, we said like I've had guests we've talked about on previous episodes that a lot of like undergrad, especially at Western was very hookup culture. So it didn't mm -hmm. really matter like who the person was. It was what, like, what do they look like? Or um, it was something, it was more physical. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that I've had to be, dating during covid has shown me well obviously it's shown me that like physical like the like i know parents i know appearance isn't like is not the be all and end all 100 percent, but like physical touch firstly is just like not my my first love language anymore because like you can fall for somebody or be like like somebody um without having touched them yes for sure and also, if someone touches me too much, I'm going, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, you don't want it. Exactly. I do think that, like, you know, like, I think I've talked about, like, love, love languages are, like, a whole nother podcast. But anyways, a big thing for me back when I wasn't, like, confident in myself and didn't know or didn't think about, like, what I offered or how, like, how great I am. Yeah, like, when I wasn't confident in who I was, I looked for people who would just be able to provide me with like words of affirmation. So I loved being told, you know, like you look good or you're smart or blah, blah, blah. Now I don't like, I, now I just don't feel like I need somebody to mm -hmm. say that to me, especially not constantly. Then it just becomes too much. Yeah, for sure. But now again, like I want to be with someone who wants to spend quality time with me because actually 
as you know, and you have been probably seeing experiences, like I can't, I can't see somebody necessarily every day. No. Because I have a lot, well, when things, when I have things going on, you know, like, and again, like everybody has things going on, but quality time is more important than than quantity of time, in my opinion. That's right. Yeah. One of my friends saying that her boyfriend said to some guy I dated that like quantity, like quality over, yeah, quality time, like, cause the guy was complaining about how like girls don't want to spend as much time with him mm-hmm. as like he would want to spend. And then he was just like, well, why don't you just spend quality, like quality time with them instead of just spending like every day with them? Because eventually like you could, like I, again, like I lived with my ex, like we spent a lot of like time together physically, but a lot of it was very separate because we had different schedules, like, because he was on night shifts. And anyway, anyways, you know, he was on night shifts and I was obviously on the day shift life, the day shift life. working in a lab. <laughs> um as a student but yeah um so I think that when I look for partners now I think I'm at a point where I'm not looking for somebody again not based on like physical attractiveness whatsoever it's based on like you know for me like I love to I'm fun like I like to have fun and so this yeah this person has to be someone who um like shows me that they can you know they're they're interested in like adventurous and like interested in doing exciting things Mm -hmm. um I, I know this, it seems like such a minuscule thing, but I feel like mommy, mommy asked me this morning, cause I've been, I'm her personal hairdresser nowadays. <laughs> um, so she asked me, she just, I've been dating. Does this person like to dance? That's, a, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing in my, our parents' relationship, I guess. I don't think they'll care that we say this, No. but our dad doesn't really love to dance. Our mom loves to dance. So uh, as you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, yes, we dance with her. Sometimes he'll randomly like shake his arms around and Correct. it's really nice. Um, and for me though, I would love to just be with somebody who loves to dance, who, you know, if we're going to wedding soon, uh, we got to be able to dance, get on the dance floor and have fun. And when the bars open up, like my friends and I are definitely going to be breaking it down on the dance floor. But yeah, obviously I look for more than like, and I, again, like I need someone too, who, does have causes or different like values that they care so much about that um that they can you know I want to have like discussions with the person I want to have like intellectual conversations if we're just talking about like how's work and whatever I know that as time goes on obviously like the conversation sometimes does become more um about day-to-day life Mm -hmm. but it's important to be able to I think for me especially to have conversations with somebody who's able to talk about different issues in life and obviously someone who could just communicate and I know it's like it's hard to communicate I have trouble communicating myself sometimes but it's important to be able to communicate both feelings and like opinions about things going on in the world yeah 100% I think that um communicating and like communicating kind of like what you said like quality communication is so important like even if it's not constant kind of just having an understanding of the importance of what each other are saying and kind of just paying attention to that Mm -hmm. is so important. Mm -hmm. Validating like Mm -hmm. their opinion, but then talking about like discussing it. Yeah. Being able to discuss it. And like, even like everybody's going to disagree about something. Mm -hmm. So like being able to have those discussions without necessarily getting angry or upset um, or even feeling guilty for, um, feeling guilty for feeling upset which I feel like is definitely a thing in relationships in general like 
kind of you you love them so you don't want to be mad at them but like it's okay to be upset mm-hmm. and kind of just accepting that and then talking it out and communicating about why you're feeling that way mm-hmm. it's definitely important um but yeah so that's like again like that's where I think a bit of where we differ like we look for because again you look for someone caring I feel like a lot of the time I'm attracted to like a charming person yeah and charming people aren't always the most caring in the end obviously like growth like throughout the relationship like you begin to care for somebody but like again when I started dating I felt like I was dating a lot of people who seemed charming but they it wasn't like they seemed like they were ever going to care where's in a way depth? that where's the depth and also like they again didn't seem like they were going to be so such kind people and I, I like to be around kind people too but anyways um I think that's the initial thing yeah. that of a difference in how we go about dating um yeah, yeah I also feel like you much more like you definitely have like a physical type whereas mine I feel like I feel like depending on their personality like I can find different like more different types attractive right yeah usually I'm just attracted to a beard you do like beards it's so weird because I remember as a child obviously as a child people don't have beards but like (laughs) I remember (laughs) I remember as a kid I was like I can never date someone who had like facial hair or something like that but and again I think also like again we're not we're not talking about like our parents and stuff like that and like how it influences our relationships. But I think that um, our mom really is, she's a very, very caring person, not to mm-hmm. say our dad isn't, but our mom is just like, she's a teacher. So you get the vibes of what I'm going for. And I think that your mom is boy. And I think that a lot of that like is, a, she's is like a nurturer, nurturer. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of that's within you and I'm like a nurturer too, but I also mm-hmm. have a bit of like, I don't know. I got a bit of like spikes to me sometimes. You do have more spikes, but I feel like you also have like more independence like mm-hmm. where you like have that desire to like follow like the beat of your own drum sometimes which is like very that leadership quality it's good oh thank yeah. you oh is she <laughs> <Stop saying laughs> she's that. so special oh see again like we boost each other up especially when we're feeling down like this po- or I w- each other down <laughs> or terry or tear each other down one or the other yeah mostly boosting mostly boosting honestly today was like a rough day so this podcast we like had to do this podcast today it was just a rough day because like so much is going on okay people whatever a lot of stuff that we covered we talked about family things we talked about our relationship as siblings um if you do have a sibling and you feel like you aren't as close with them anymore like they're at school or something like that or you're off doing your own thing you're gone into relationship and you miss your sibling just reach out to them honestly Mm -hmm. um I mean, I hope that you, I hope that you guys are, you know, love your siblings. And I hope that. I feel like one of the things that really made a difference for us was kind of like just asking and listening. Whereas before I kind of feel like we would both just like assume assume, or we would like talk when we like had to talk, but like we wouldn't just like ask how the other one was doing. Yeah. Like I remember undergrad, our mom always calls us. And I remember, you know, I wouldn't really text you a lot of the time. I'd either be texting a friend from home or some like I text friends from home and a lot of the time like it was literally I would just speak to you like briefly after like I had a conversation with our mom yeah anyways um but now it's not like that now it's Corey's my I go to him for you know clothing advice uh dating advice yes you're on on my snapchat best friends list I know you're you're my only I think you and Emily are my only (laughs) snapchat friends anymore so Corey and I are gonna play his favorite game. I love it. Inglorious or admirable? We're bringing yes, it back. My little Belshnika. Oh, look at the Belshnika. <laughs> okay, so every morning, Corey will not every morning, but a lot of the time. <laughs> not every morning because usually he's like up earlier than me these days. Um, 
Yeah, so he's a fan of Dwight's Christmas episode of The Office, and he usually comes to my room in the morning or just, like, randomly throughout the day when I'm about to do, like, a workout or about to go have lunch. <laughs> he'll just come because nothing. he's bored. <laughs> he'll come up to me and he'll go, oh, are you impish or, admir- or, go, impish or admirable today? Yes. He still says impish, but... I do say impish. But when we bring it on the podcast, it's inglorious, Corey. I know, because you are the Belshnikov. I am the Belshnikov of the, of, the, of the podcast. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be fun because we, again, like we lovingly judge each other a lot of the time. My brother here likes to eat ketchup on everything, including tuna salad. Sure, I do like ketchup. <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone else does this, please let us know because yeah, I, I don't put it on the tuna salad. Like it's you not dip like, it. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. I, I like dipping it. <sighs> I just, am, I love sauce. You know this. Like I love yes. all like condiment sauces. Except for, actually, I don't like all condiments. I like all sauces, though, I feel like. Yeah, you don't like relish. I'm okay with relish. Okay, anyways. Anyways. He just, yeah, he puts ketchup on a lot of things, which I think is odd. I mean, I put it on macaroni sometimes, which is normal. See, but I also dip it. Okay. But do I like ketchup chips? No. No, I'm scared of ketchup chips. And tomatoes. Yeah, that's right. Cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. That's disgusting. So this is what's odd. You like the sugar. Yeah. In the ketchup. Okay, anyways. So, Corey... Um, we're gonna play Inglorious or Admirable. I am your Belschnickel. Hello, Belschnickel. Hello, brother. Okay, let's <laughs> what go. am I? Brother. Oh, I heard Robert. I was like, oh. <laughs> no. No. Okay. First Inglorious or Admirable question. Adding someone from the dating apps, like so someone you met on the like on a dating app on social media before meeting or after date one. Okay, wait, so you add them before you meet them? Yeah. That's admirable. You think it's admirable? I think so. Wait, like on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. Interesting. Like, I don't think it's like a needed thing, but I think that... Like, you literally haven't met yet, and they just talked to yeah, you on apps. Yeah, I think that's so fine. Okay. Interesting. Well, I just... Interesting. What do you think? Well, I've had that happen to me a few times this summer, and eventually I just end up deleting them. Oh, or, true. like, because either we don't meet, or... um we do meet once and then I'm just like, oh, this person is not for me. True. Or eventually. I haven't been on a dating app in like a year or two. But like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I would often like, like we would match or whatever and talk. And then either like they would follow me or I would follow them on Instagram. And then we would just like, I would just like look through their profile and that would kind of, I mean, maybe I'm judging a book by by its cover, but like, just kind of like see how, what they're like. And like, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, I mean, I also think that's like an age, not an yeah. age thing. No, I think it is. A bit ways. of an age thing. We're only three years apart, but like yeah. also just like the people, like, I don't know. I just feel like the type of relate. not that you're not looking for like a serious relationship right? like, yeah. or that you wouldn't be looking for a serious relationship, but like, I feel like that's in some ways, if you just want to like look for more pictures, because at least that's the kind of vibes I got with like the, the guys who did add me on Instagram before meeting were like it's like eventually like they were more like people who I, well, who we, I hooked up with and like yeah. that was it true I also feel like I don't know if the, I feel like especially like kind of in the queer community like it's very common just to kind of like see what the person's into to kind of like get a read on like if they're more into like hookup culture mm-hmm. or more into like partying um yeah I don't know Hmm. interesting i guess yeah that would be i guess that would totally be could be a difference too. especially because like on certain of like especially like if they're on like grinder like you only usually have like one or two pictures like people don't have as many pictures oh yeah. okay not that i really ever use that app but is there hinge I've like you can use hinge, hinge i've but... never had it oh, okay i mean the last time i had a dating app was like december two years ago so oh i guess yeah 
Yeah, Corey. Corey hasn't been dating. No. He's he's just focusing kidding. on myself. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Um. All right. <laughs> Someone who kisses with their eyes open. That's disgusting. Okay. Wait. Inglorious or admirable? Oh, sorry. Ingl- inglorious. Yeah. Yeah, because well, no, it's like it's fine if they like open their eyes for a second to like see something. I don't know, <laughs> see your face, but like. Well, to go into times. it so that you're not like bashing heads. Yeah, or like yeah, like that's fine. And then like I don't know if they like open their eyes a second and like blink a couple times and then close them. Like that's fine. But you're like, allowed to blink while you like kiss. staring. Yeah. So I mean, like, I what's his name? The Bachelor man. Yeah. So we all know Matt James. This was brought up by my friend by Lanny. Oh. Okay. She was just like asked that one. She also has another one that is will come next. Okay. Um, Thank very you, classic Lanny question. Um, <laughs> she's gonna hate me. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've experienced that. It's really disturbing. Um, like someone who stares. Yeah. And also The Bachelor. It was just like, I under I felt for those girls. And I mean, I just, I just, again, like, I just don't think that it's natural. I think if you're like into someone, yeah. you close your eyes. Yeah. If you're into someone, you close your eyes for the majority of the makeup. It's like, are you like looking off? Like if you're like looking at them, that's just like a little creepy. But if you're like looking off into the distance or something, that's just like, what are you? Well, that's are you like not interested? That's what I mean. Like they're not interested. That's what I remember. Like being at the bar and stuff. Yeah. Like back in undergrad, and like you'd see guys or girls looking out into the distance, making out with somebody because they're just like, get me out of here. Yeah. Or just because like they're so drunk. But usually their eyes would be closed if they were so drunk. Anyways. All right. This is the next one peeing in the shower and uh yeah yeah please go <laughs> i'm gonna say inglorious but that also doesn't mean that i haven't done it i share a shower with you oh i don't do it at home where Actually, do you do no, it true i do do it at home i've done it a couple times but like i, I feel like i did that when i was a kid like not okay recent, fine in recent years. to pee everywhere as a kid <laughs> thank you sorry <laughs> The next question is going to the washroom she actually said the number two in front of your significant other what do you mean in front of? Like they're in the bathroom. Oh. Like, are you, is this a new relationship? Like there's many caveats to this one. I mean, let's okay, say I'm going gonna, gonna to say in general, I'm going to say in general, inglorious. Like I, I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't want anybody to number two in front of me, just in general. But like, I feel like it's very common, like in like married couples or like couples of, yeah, I feel like it's just a no, especially yeah. in a new relationship. Like, that ain't cute for anyone. Yeah, like, not I agree. that you should be ashamed, but like, I agree. I don't. I'm not. I'm just not a fan. Me neither. Especially like if I'm like brushing my teeth, like, or like doing my self care. Like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a fan of like doing that. I think number one is okay. I'm, I'm still not a fan. Well, sometimes it's hard. Like one time, do you have one bathroom? Well, yeah, in the apartment, I had one bathroom. Oh, okay. I remember I've only lived here. Oh, yeah, you've only lived here. Okay, I guess, yeah. You might have to experience that later on in life. Yes. But, um, yeah, especially when you're, like, tight schedule, sometimes it's tough. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, it's all, I mean, in working moms, that's how they met. Yeah. One of the couples met in the bathroom because she had to go to the bathroom really oh, badly, yeah. and then she just pulled him in because he was in a line, oh, and there was a line to the bathroom. Anyways, um, yeah, so, you know, try and just do your your – I mean, if you're going to date us, at least try and do your bathroom things separate. However, if you have to pee with the door open, that's okay. Yeah. You always pee with the door open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Okay. Um, 
Hooking up in your family home. Say it again. Hooking up in your family home, inglorious or admirable? I think it's admirable. When you, yeah, I don't even. I think that's more of like a neutral one, but. No, I think it's so admirable. Oh really? That's like that's like, I don't know. It's like bad bitch status. Like <laughs> good job. Like congrats. Like it's very difficult to find a time when nobody's home. So. Yeah. What? And, but sometimes you gotta do. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. But what if your family's home? I'm gonna say admirable. <laughs> whatever we're so as long like, as you're not too loud yeah as long as you're not nobody too loud. has to know yeah we have some good spots in our house yeah we really do the basement's really quiet in the in this in this one room yeah well now i know where you've been and oh. now i know where i've been oh no except anyways anyways <laughs> um getting drunk or high with your family that's so admirable yeah we don't do it because our I mean, parents we do don't each other, but not with not their parents. Yeah, our parents don't really drink, and Definitely. they don't do anything else. They don't do anything else, <laughs> um, except for the one time they drink is when we get a bottle of wine for ourselves, and then uh, all of a sudden it's like gone. <laughs> yeah, and we don't notice, and we're like, "Where did the wine go?" <laughs> it's gone. Okay, so it's admirable. It's we admirable. honestly, I yeah, I just think if especially now, if you're if you want to have a wine night, and you're like, "Oh, I wish I had like a significant other to do this with," and you are living at home or something, and if your parents are into drinking or whatever do it with them it's fun mm -hmm. it's nice it's if you want i mean if you want to go wild then, then it's fun if you want to have a chill night obviously like that's super easy live your best life live your best life um discussing your relationships and love life with your family there's two parts i guess there's like yeah. relationship and then love life can be taken like sexually i'm gonna say admirable mm -hmm. i think that like it ultimately comes down to like your personal relationship, like whether you're comfortable discussing, especially like sexual stuff with them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a personal choice. But like, I think that being open about things, especially like if it's something where you need to like talk to somebody about it, like that's always like nice to have another opinion. I think it's an admirable thing. What mm -hmm. do you think? Um, well, again, like if you're close with your family and like those are the people you sometimes come to for advice or whatever. Yeah, I think it's admirable to discuss like your relationship things. I wouldn't talk about like sex things yeah, with my family I wouldn't um I mean like I've told you like when I want to hook up with somebody but like yeah. I'm not going to get into details and also I think because your family is going to be spending time with your partner I just think again sex life is kind of a bit much sometimes to talk about um <laughs> yeah like talk about it with your friends or no, for sure. your That's partner kind of like a friends topic yeah but like relationships if you like have like are questioning things or just like need someone else's opinion or need like an older person's opinion if you want to reach out to your parents or like have your again like a close relationship with your sibling then go ahead and talk about whatever you need to in your relation like with regards to like dating or a relationship For i sure. would say with your family i agree um yeah and again like we talk about certain things too with each other okay um next question inglorious or admirable taking pictures on a date Ooh. and let's say first date or like earlier on in the dating time are they pictures together or just in general i was thinking like in general okay i'm gonna but... say i feel like this is kind of controversial but i'm gonna say admirable yeah yeah i think that i think it also depends who you're with yeah like i can say like in my past relationship like we both definitely like and i knew this because we had spoken a bit and like we followed each other on instagram for a long time um so I knew that we both like taking photos, like, especially like documenting like important moments in okay. our lives. So I feel like for both of us, like, 
um like we just like had taken a picture of like our coffee on our first date which was like very simple but it was kind of like a meaningful thing yeah um I think that maybe like on a first date taking pictures together is like a little questionable just um but I mean you can always delete them so I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think that maybe if you're like taking like 40 pictures of like every course of your meal and like everywhere you're going it might be like a bit much like you yeah definitely, you want to like, live in the moment yeah like that's the time to like get to know the person um but I think like if it's like one picture like maybe towards the end of the date like I don't think it's a big deal okay yeah what do you think um well I also thought like and then like what you said is actually something I didn't think about if you're you know that this person likes taking photos and probably will want to take photos mm-hmm. like let them yeah um I've been with people who like like don't like taking photos and so like at the beginning I mean at the beginning I just like on a first date I never ever would like pull out my phone I don't pull out my phone I feel like on dates or at least I try and yeah I'm sure like most people don't want to pull out their phones on a date um it just kind of unless like something serious is going on like I feel like just put it aside for a little bit um but yeah like if I'm walking around carrying my phone like unless it's like where you're going on a first date or like an early date to a like astronomical event that happens once in your lifetime like I'm not gonna pull up my camera unless yeah. like the freaking like blood moon is coming out mm-hmm. or something you or know like if it was like a concert I guess maybe, yeah I like, guess it's a then concert you could, like, take a picture or video but, but I feel like a first date as a concert would be an interesting I went one on too one. as a concert yeah was it division no oh, oh. <laughs> no it was I don't even remember some random person that I don't even like but... oh and it was like a big concert and I just like had no idea what was going on. Oh, see. But it was a very interesting first date. I okay. took lots of pictures because I did not enjoy talking to the person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how you know it's not a good sign. Um, okay. Yeah. So first, yeah, definitely like not going to pull it on a first date, especially if it's someone who, you know, doesn't like love taking photos or whatever. Um, okay. Someone following their parents' political views. Inglorious or admirable? Inglorious. I feel like, especially like political views, that's something that you have to make for yourself based on your own beliefs. Um, Obviously, like everybody, especially when you're young, kind of takes on the beliefs of their parents. But I feel like especially as you go through school and learn more and meet more people, like that's something that has to be like based in your values. Mm -hmm. So I feel and I feel like everybody's values are different. So I feel like that's something that would definitely be inglorious. Yeah, I just, yes. I don't know if you aren't educating yourself, then maybe it's a sign that you should. It's time to educate. It's yourself. time to educate yourself. Um, I don't know if your if your views are the same as your parents, and you are using you are saying like, well, I was you know taught this way, or I grew yeah. up this way. Or it's, like my family is a member outdated. of this party. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I feel like okay, like ultimately, if you have to be with that until you move out, just to like keep peace. I mean, that's like obviously different based on like your own personal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately like when you're independent and on your own, you have to form those beliefs. Yeah. You have to have those beliefs and you have to educate yourself, um, to be able to make, to make those educated guesses. Yeah. Or not guesses, sorry. Educated decisions. decisions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And last one, canceling a plan with your significant other to do something with family. I'm going to say that that's inglorious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any of my close friends will tell you that like one of my pet peeves is canceling things last minute. Okay. Um, so like, I'm definitely like a person where like, if you make a commitment to a plan, like I very you much prefer follow to follow through. through on it. Um, unless like, obviously if it's something important, like where it's like a very important family event that like came up, then obviously that's different. But like, if it's just like 
canceling one plan to make another plan, I think that you should definitely like, if you've made that commitment, explain to the fam what's going on and then like follow through on your commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's a good answer. Um, again, like, uh, yeah, I think it depends on the plan. Mm-hmm. If it's something where like, your partner or whatever was spontaneous itself. Um, and then like your family brings something out, like also you could always invite, like if you're, if it's not like a, someone you've been dating for like a day or yeah. something, or it's been like a few months or whatever, and your family's met them, like you could always invite them too. For sure. Um, or like, yeah, I think that if your family was doing something that like the person, like your partner could be invited to, then why not invite them? Um, I think it's, I think there's many takes. I think a lot of, anyways, I have a whole thing on this, but bring your significant other, uh, depends on the plan. Try not to cancel plans with your significant other because that will probably cause some sort of a rift mm-hmm. or an argument that day. I agree. Unless you talk it through earlier. Yeah. Or there's some sort of bigger reason. Good. All right. Excellent. Corey, this was so nice to just sit here and talk with you and record it. I know normally we do this without any recording, but it was nice to have you on. Um, Thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed listening and I hope that you take some of my brother's perspectives and just some of his story. And I think that Corey, I think that you said some things that, you know, might help somebody with um, their ability and like their strength when they're trying to come out, because like you said, you were anxious and you Mm -hmm. catastrophize. And I think, I think also then still was a few years ago, people maybe weren't as open about it, I guess. For sure. As time goes on, people are more open to it and open about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially like a lot of the time with social media, we kind of live in this like, I forget there's a word for it, but like we kind of keep seeing the same things because that's what we follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like sometimes it feels like, oh, it's so safe, the world's so progressive, but then you go out into the world and realize that certain places and certain things aren't. So yeah, I hope that hope that it can help someone obviously I'm just one person yeah um I obviously have had like a very lucky experience having such a accepting family and living in a relatively accepting place but for sure yeah well thank you for sharing and thank you all for listening and um I hope that everybody has a great week and you take care of one another and hang out with your family and friends